So I'm going to do the crazy thing here and ask some heavy philosophical questions, which you've heard before because they've all been in the news the last umpteen years. We keep asking the question, but you read a lot about it, particularly in the UK at the moment, but also in the US. Um, and it's the, effectively the question is, do we live in a democratic country or not? In a democratic region, democratic society or not? So I was sitting up front on Sunday morning, I think it was, with a cup of coffee, enjoying the last of the summer sun, if it's summer sun we've got at the moment. <clears throat> it was early Sunday morning. And a van pulls up out front with the side door open. It's not driving, it hasn't been driving very quickly, I assume. Uh, and as a chap jumps out with a sign, runs across the street, plants it in my neighbor's front lawn, and they drive off. And I get up and I go, look, oh, it's a conservative sign. Right, okay, conservative sign. We've got an election on here, a federal election on here in Canada. Um, and there's going to be an election in the UK sometime in the next few months, I'm guessing. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, in the US, there's another election all, a, year, a year away. But here in Canada, the federal one has just kicked off. And I thought, oh, okay, the Conservatives are out in force in this particular riding. Interesting. What's the guy's name? Oh, okay. And yesterday morning, I went and Googled his name. I thought, I should probably learn a bit about him. I've only been in this riding just a little over a year. So I'm, in fact, I've only been in Canada for just over a year, so I'm really quite out of the loop on Canadian politics. I better get up to speed. And I Google his name. Oh, lo and behold, there's a sordid story behind this guy. Not sordid, but the, the, he's, he's not, he hasn't done anything sordid, I hope. Um, but it turns out he's been the candidate in this writing before. He ran for the Liberal Party two elections ago, lost. I don't know what the margin was. Apparently he pulled pretty well. But he was the Liberal Party candidate in this riding. And this riding has a generally returned Liberal MPs. But two elections ago, he ran for the Liberals and lost. <clears throat> and then last election, he tried to run again, <clears throat> only to have the Prime Minister here uh, Justin Trudeau um, revoke his, or prevent him. Basically, the, you know, the, the top party, top brass in the Liberal Party can yay or nay anybody running in any particular, in any particular riding if they decide they don't like him or her. And this guy, his candidacy was initially approved and then suddenly revoked. Why? Because they found a star candidate that they wanted in they figured this guy running for the Liberals was a was a shoe, and that was one more guy they could count on to uh, to win. And they decided to parachute him into this riding and told the previous candidate, who'd already run before, like I said, two elections ago, he'd been he'd, he'd run before and not lost by much. Um, and so this guy was turfed out, and the this retired general came in and uh, won the election. 
in this writing. Interestingly, he's retiring after only one term. Uh, I'm not sure what his reason his reasons are. They usually trot the thing out. Oh, you know, it's time to do something else. Time to spend more time with the family, quote unquote. So, um, but I've also heard mutterings that he was expecting a cabinet post, didn't get one, and didn't like the fact that uh, Team Trudeau, as it's called, which is basically the prime minister and a tight-knit group of close advisors, none of whom were elected, are basically calling the shots. At, it was both within the Liberal Party and in actual the, the actual business of government and he's fed up and says that's not that's not what I that's not what I signed up for and so he's he's leaving he probably I, I don't know if that's true or not but uh, at any rate the guy who had been who'd run two elections ago lost tried to run it last election was prevented from doing so he's jumped ship to the conservatives and that's the guy who is out campaigning very early in this election but the whole thing stinks the high heaven in this in this writing, and it just made me it sort of brought it home to me. Wow, you know, the, the, I've heard we've all heard stories like this before. You know, the people at the top decide. You know, the 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 tight knit elite at the top says, right, we the elite think that you the people need to appoint and elect the people we say because we know what's best for you better than you do. And that, you know, we're hearing stories like that all the time. Uh, the fact that it just so happens to be happening in my particular writing brought it home to me quite heavily. So I'll ask the question that I asked at the beginning of this video. Do we live in a democratic country? Do we live in a free country? What is democracy, after all? Ah, good question. Oxford American Dictionary. Democracy. I don't know how this is going to go, by the way. I'm thinking off the top of my head for the most part. I've got a few notes written down here, but but I, I never entirely know how this is going to go when I record these things. Right, democracy. Government, government by the whole people of a country, especially through representatives whom they elect. Well, that's pretty loose, pretty vague. You know, there's a lot that can happen within those confines. You know, I, uh, you could define a lot of countries as democracies by that, by that standard, and it still wouldn't actually be what feels. It might be a, it might satisfy that definition of democracy, but does it feel free for you and me? Yeah. Don't know. <clears throat> I mean, in the UK right now, I'm almost every other day. There's an article in there. One politician or group of politicians accusing another group of politicians of being undemocratic and basically violating the principles of democracy. Well, what are the principles of democracy? And the next day. The other side will accuse the first side of being undemocratic. It's, uh, I suppose 
and I'll throw this one out. The democratic country is where you are free to say what you think without retribution. You're free to carry on your, your own business as long as you're not damaging anybody else. You're free to work where you want. You're free to marry who you want or not marry who you want. That's probably a little bit better. And in, by that standard, it would certainly appear by the extent, you know, the, the quality of the debate in the UK anymore that the UK is still a democratic country. Maybe. Or is it? It might be democratic, but does it feel free? you got a country right now that is bitterly divided against itself. 50-50. Okay, yeah. 48-52 was the official, official referendum result, but Within the noise, 50-50. You've got a country bitterly divided against itself. In the U.S., there's a reasonable, it's reasonable to assume the same thing is there. And in Canada at the moment, there's nothing that is badly, bitterly, badly and bitterly dividing everybody yet. I think that will come. I hope I'm proved wrong. When you spend your energy arguing, fighting, squabbling with other people, that's energy that you're not spending minding your own business, moving forward, serving other people. That's how you go forward. That's how any group of people goes forward, is serving other people, taking care of the less fortunate, the, the, the less, the, the weaker ones, you know, within your family, taking care of your kids, minding your seniors, making sure they've got what they need, serving other people for money or for, or for the goodness of your own heart, either way, certainly for money, that's, that matters. But if you're spending all your time arguing and squabbling, that's going to go downhill. So here's my prediction. I think the UK is going to decline. I hate to say it. I, I really hope I'm wrong. I'm British. I was born there. I'll always feel British. But I think the UK is going to decline and slowly fade into the background. There was a, I was on the bus here. It was back in February, I think, and. Um, Robin Lustig, who used to be uh, one of the, the, the morning commentators on the on BBC Radio 4 in the morning, used to hear him all the time. Really good journalist. Uh, and he was being interviewed by another journalist on CBC Radio. And he had a really poignant and disturbing comment to make. He said, the UK used to be known in the world as the reasonable, thoughtful adult in the room. You could consult the UK, for the most part, on anything, or call the UK to get involved in something, and you could expect reasonable, you could expect the adult in the room, the rational adult in the room, to behave and take charge. Not anymore. That's sad. And I really hope it turns around. I'm not optimistic at the moment. No matter which way, 
the thing, you know, the political events unfold in October, as we approach October 31st. Unless one side in this debate decides to fade quietly away and return to the business of doing business, taking care of each other, the economy, the British economy is just going to decline. You, you can't spend your time and your energy fight both fighting and doing business at the same time. It doesn't work. You've only got a finite amount of energy in any one given day, in any one given life. <clears throat> so unless one side decides to accept defeat quietly and admit that they've lost and let's move on, the UK is going to decline. The way things are looking at the moment, I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> Like I said, I really hope I'm wrong. I think the U.S. is going to decline for much the same reason, only the details. At the moment, the, the, the issue there is obviously Trump rather than Brexit. But um, I think the U.K., the U.S. is gradually going to decline as well. And Canada will go with it. Wherever the U.S. goes, Canada goes. You know. <clears throat> any region, any country that spends its energy fighting, spends its energy and time and tension, fighting, and arguing just doesn't do well. I think I mentioned a few videos ago about this documentary on Netflix. And I keep talking about documentaries on Netflix because I keep watching them. Um, it's called The Great Fire, and it was actually about The Great Fire of London. Um, and really interesting observation made in there about when, when the fire broke out and started spreading. People, a lot of the common people, rather than trying to fight the fire and work together to fight the fire, looked for someone to blame. They immediately degenerated into fighting. And as, well, I was going to say as a result, the fire raged for three days. Not whether that's it's because, because they spent their time fighting rather than fighting the fire, I, I don't know. It's, that's maybe a bit, a bit of a far stretch. <clears throat> okay, sorry, that's a bit of a downer. But think about it. You live in a free country. You feel free. What can we do about it? Enough said for today. <clears throat>